0: Bosse Church, good morning to all of you here and online, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. How many of you, <laughs> all right, so a few of you have seen the Truman Show, that's great. How, how many in here, how many of you seen, if you're online, you can drop a comment or something like that, all right. So here are your plans for this afternoon after you enjoy the beautiful weather. You need a Rent Truman Show. I don't. Is it streaming online? Somebody know? Real quick? No? Okay. It, it, I'm sure it's streaming somewhere. You need to watch this film. It's fantastic. It's great. And so as we come to, uh, come to this final film that we're doing in our At The Movies 90s edition, this film ticks off a couple boxes for me. Uh, one is that of all the movies that Jim Carrey did in the 90s, This is probably the one that's most redeemable, although uh, Dumb and Dumber has a special place in my heart. And so I'll just, I'll let you know, I'll let you know that. Secondly, the massive boom, and and the Truman Show came out in 1998, the massive boom of reality TV that would hit in 2000, that's when Survivor started, that's when Big Brother started, The Amazing Race was soon after that, Uh, makes the subject matter of the Truman Show nearly prophetic although the original script of this was based on a Twilight Zone episode from 1989. Now, I remember when Survivor and Big Brother and all those shows started coming out when they were in their heyday and then a a few years into it, maybe around 2004, something like that, there was a shocking rumor that started to be spread about reality TV. Do you know what it was? That reality TV wasn't real. Now, there's still much debate about this, uh, that you know, some people say, vicious rumors, that nearly every famous reality TV show that you've ever seen or heard about is actually scripted. And, and I believe it, I believe it. Uh, one of my favorites to make fun of is House Hunters on HGTV. And if you guys seen that, enjoy that. My parents like watching that one, so I've watched that with them on a number of different occasions. Um, in fact, there are a lot of great memes out there for these types of shows. Here's one of my favorites that I found. Uh, I volunteer at the YMCA on the weekends, my husband picks apples on Mondays and Fridays, our budget is $1.3 million. Like it's always this crazy stuff where these couples, I, I, like how are you affording this second home in the Maldives? Like this doesn't make any sense, but somehow they're able to do it. But you know that in order to be on the show, you actually had to close on the house that you were buying before they would allow you on, did you know that? Some of you are like, you just ruined my favorite show for me. I'm, I apologize, I'm sorry I'm sorry for that, but it's true. But obviously, fake reality TV still has a massive appeal. And the Truman Show p- plays up on this and its consequences. So for those of you who haven't seen it, maybe some of you at home haven't seen it, uh, here's the IMDB summary for those of you who haven't. An insurance salesman discovers his whole life is actually a reality TV show. And you've nearly seen the whole movie from the trailer. So. Uh, but it's not just any TV reality show. This Truman is the first ever human being to be adopted by a corporation, uh, so everyone else is a paid actor from birth. And the director of the show gives some insight into how a show that is so morally and ethically questionable would actually come into being. He says, we've become bored with acted emotions, special effects, and Truman is real and unscripted. I don't know if that's actually true. Furthermore, his paid actor best friend Marlon says, nothing is fake on the show, it's merely controlled. With the exception, you know, of some tiny details where Truman as a kid, you find out, wants to be an explorer and so they make him afraid of travel. And so they do that on purpose where they make him afraid of water. They have his paid actor father die tragically in a boating accident during a storm just to make him freaked out by that. He lives on an island, so he doesn't ever want to leave. They make him afraid of dogs. They keep him in a childlike state of dependence. And so other than other than nothing being fake and only a couple things being controlled, I mean, you know, it's I'm sure it's fine to do that to people. Absolutely. but the global viewer base, they're perfectly fine with this, and they bought in. It was originally supposed to just be like a year-long episode, uh, a year-long season about watching a baby grow up, but the appetite for watching somebody else live their life rather than people living their own was too great. Of course, things change when a light fixture falls from the sky, when a rain sprinkler uh, goes haywire. His dad uh, that was supposed to be dead, sneaks onto the set because he feels guilty, and he's like, wait a second, my dad's alive. Uh, makes him think about the girl in college, his car radio goes on the fritz, he knows they're following, and he starts noticing patterns that no longer make sense. In despair, after fighting through his fear and trying to figure out what in the world is going on in his life, Truman says, it feels like the world revolves around me somehow. Despairingly, he says this, and I want you to pause with me for just a second. And I want you to imagine with me a life that is totally curated for you. So all of your likes, all of your dislikes, everything that would make like the best life ever for you is taken into account, would you pick it? Everything that happens to you is meticulously planned and directed so that you can live a wholesome, fulfilled existence. You were adopted by an entire organization whose success is determined by their ability to make you successful. Would you take the red pill or the blue pill? Sorry, wrong 90s movie. Or can you imagine your life being a reality TV show? What kind of show would it be? What, what kind of subject matter would be the theme of your life show? Can you imagine people watching reruns of your life and what would their favorite episode be? Truman has this life and it makes him miserable and it's because the weight of our own world on our own shoulders is just too heavy it's too heavy for us to bear. Normally we despair at the weight of the world, feeling like the weight of the world is on our shoulders and just wait. You know, if you haven't experienced that yet, you will. It's it's coming and you're going to have that that sense. But that's never actually been the case. We've never felt the weight of the world on our shoulders. We've only felt the weight of our own world. If you can imagine actually feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders that would no way we you know, there's no way we could handle that. The older we get, the more aware we become, the more we carry that weight on on our own, the more the cares of the world begin to bog us down. But God knows this about us. He knows the pressure that we put on ourselves. He knows the pressure that the world places on us. And as much as we may get caught up in wishing the world revolved around us and that would take care of everything, ultimately it would crush us. But God sends Jesus, and Jesus places the weight of the entire world past future present on his shoulders and Jesus frees us to live our lives as they were always intended and designed to be lived. Matthew chapter 11 verses 28 through 30 are one of my constant encouragements and reminders for me Uh, because one of the toughest times in my life this passage was read as an encouragement and it will always stick with me and in particular from the message paraphrase and I want you to listen to this. These words of Jesus, when we come to know them, when we come to understand them, believe them, live them out, um, they take the weight of the world off of our shoulders, and Jesus does that at the cross. And in view of that, the irrational responses that we tend to have, because we're humans, you know, to the world around us, are the symptoms of what we allow to be the driving force in our lives. The way that we might handle anything that's out of our control, which are most things and Every person, by the way, if it all rested on our shoulders, might look a lot like Truman's breakdown when he's freaking out, trying to figure out what's the truth. How do I get past all the lies that all these people are telling telling me? However, when we come to know and believe Jesus, he saves us from that lack of control and gives us as a source of ongoing eternal peace, being Lord of our lives. And we stand on a firm foundation that will always outlast our uncertainty. I love the way that Bob Goff says this. He says the way that we deal with uncertainty says a lot about whether Jesus is ahead of us leading or just behind us carrying our stuff. So much of Truman's struggle in this film is trying to figure out the nature of his existence, who he truly was, and what all of that meant for his identity. And the TV show and its creator, the director, placed all of that on Truman's shoulders, the director uh, trying to convince Truman that he actually has his best interests at heart when it was really a, just about using Truman for ratings. And that's the difference between life without Jesus versus life with Him. With Jesus, He doesn't put it all on us; He gives Himself up for us. So I want us to I want us to focus in on this sentence from Ephesians chapter one, and this is. Verses 3 through 14, and yes, I did say sentence, because when Paul wrote this in Greek, he wrote all of these verses as one sentence, all together. And so in this massive run-on, Paul is making sure that we keep all of these things together in our minds in its context and meaning for who we are because of Jesus. And I've underlined some key words in this passage to give you an idea of what Paul's emphasis is. So Ephesians 1, starting in verse 3. To the praise of his glory. And within this run on sentence from Paul, he sets forth a reminder for us about who we are and how we view our world as people in Christ. And the first thing is this, and how it shapes our worldview and how we go through times of uncertainty and deal with the things that happen in our lives. The first important thing is this, and that's God chose us from the beginning. The only reason that Truman ends up being on the show is because he happens to be born. In time for when the season was supposed to start. I mean, that's why they picked Truman as a baby. And that was the reason. But God, before time began, chose each and every one of you and me from the very beginning. His pleasure and will has always been to give us his grace freely. And that's the source of love that we find sustaining long after everything else in life has lost its luster. Long after we've let ourselves down, long after everyone else has let, our, let ourselves down, God's love sustains. Ephesians 1, 4 and 5, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. And God sustains that in us because he sends Jesus to redeem us. God redeems us from what would separate us. In Ephesians 1, 7 and 8, Paul reminds us of that. He says, in Jesus we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us. There's an outstanding debt, outstanding debt that every human being owes to God because of sin. But Jesus offers to pay that off. And he does that by redeeming us on the cross. Actually, the whole price has been paid. And the debt Paul is talking about in, our past, in, in this passage is, is our sin. Our, so much of our identity is tied up in our sin. How we view the world is tied up in our sin. Our lack of self-control, our addictions, the pain we cause other people, our selfishness, our lack of trust in the hope and peace of Jesus. But when you give your life to Jesus, he pays off that debt. And so that has got to be the worldview, the foundation from which we view how we live life. And finally, God guarantees our place with Him. Ephesians 1 13 and 14. And you are also included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in Him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of His glory. Truman is surrounded by people who are paid handsomely to lie to Him constantly. And He is alone in that moment having to figure it out by himself but God has guaranteed that that will never be the case for us as followers of Jesus we are indwelt with God's continual presence in our lives to guide us help us make choices that honor God lead us to understand what scripture says empowering us to produce godly fruit in our actions despite of what's going on around us all of these things come together as a reminder of who we are in Christ, in the middle of uncertainty, in a crisis of identity, in a world that just doesn't feel right. In Christ, we are certain of who we are and where we stand. The director, Christoph, says in the opening of the movie, we accept the reality of the world that we're presented. Unfortunately, I think that holds true in real life as well. The world is always being presented to us in different ways. It's always changing. It will continue to change. The goalposts will continue to move but we choose every day who we allow to present reality to us. It will be us, or it will be someone else, or it will be God. When it's us, we'll see a world that rises and falls based on how we feel in the moment. When it's other people, we'll see a world that is driven by the circumstance of the moment. When it's God, however, we'll see a world that has afforded the opportunity to experience faith, hope, and love in such great measure that we don't fear stepping into the unknown, because they are built to outlast the moment for an eternity. This world is not our home, just like the dome that was built for Truman for his entire life existence to be experienced, that was not his home either. It was merely a shadow of the life that he should have been afforded the chance to live. But in Christ, we are given And the weight is put on his shoulders to make that happen, and he continually does that as a living sacrifice for us. In Christ, we are given that life that God has always meant for us to have. And that can't be determined by us. It can't be determined by other people, but it is sustained by God through his indwelling of the Holy Spirit as followers of Jesus. And so I want to encourage you, when the world doesn't make sense, when you're facing uncertainty, when things don't seem right, which is how the world always should feel to us, just a little bit, that tension should be here because it's not our home, be reminded of who you are and where you stand because you are in Christ. Now, if that's not true for you, if, if you're you know, thinking about your life and, and your faith journey and, and you know it's kind of uh, been in all kinds of different places, or maybe like you're not even sure, am I convinced that, that God, Jesus, that, that's the one whom I should be following, I just want to encourage you to keep, keep searching and looking more closely at Jesus and the difference that following Jesus is from anything else that we experience in this world. And maybe you're ready. Maybe you just realize that, I oh, mean, I'm, I'm tired of uncertainty. I'm tired of, you know, uh, following lies and, and I'm ready to do something different. And we want you to know that this is the place for you. This is the place where you can ask those questions, where you can deal with those things. And we were wanting to walk through that with you. And maybe you're ready. Maybe you're like, hey, I'm, I'm done with everything else. I'm ready to go all in with Jesus. And we would love to talk with you about what that next step looks like. We'd love to talk to you about why baptism is, is what we're called to do as our first step in saying yes to God and what that means for our sins being washed away, the gift of the Holy Spirit being given to us uh, through what God does during that time. Uh, we are a church who is here for you, when you're walking through and struggling and looking for exactly those things, it's Jesus. We want to be about helping people find Jesus and love God. So, no matter what the world is doing, no matter what the world is saying, no matter what's going on in the world, that is going to be our focus because we are in Him together. Let me pray for us. God, we thank you so much. That we have this opportunity to, whether we're online or whether we're here in person, to be in a place where we are with people who are with you. God, as we're gathered together, we know you're you're here as well. You are with us as a congregation as we are gathering in person and virtually. And God, we know that your presence is here. We are in you as we are in community together. And God, we thank you for that. We thank you for the gift of a communal faith, that we don't have to be constantly concerned about the people around us, that instead of wondering, oh, is this person lying to me, or they're trying to use me, or you know, whatever it might be, that, um, that we, have a common, we have a common goal, we have a common purpose, and it's all through you. God, we thank you for this. We thank you for the peace that, that it gives us the hope that it gives us in times of uncertainty. Jesus, we, um, we thank you for being our Savior. And it's your, in your name we pray, amen.